who's got internet that's never lagging? Whose groceries do their own bagging? Who's got hair worth extra bragging? With pants that aren't too sagging? They only put up with a little nagging. Who's hotter than a fire-breathing dragon? Jack Wagon. Welcome back, bunch of Jack Wagons, the Jack Wagon family. So happy to have you here again. Uh, as always, uh, this this is George. And this is Nick, and we got a good one for you today. Eh, eh, it's okay. It's, I mean, we got I mean, some... You got planned some it, so it can't be I, that great. Yeah, yeah well, it, there's some entertainment to it, that's for sure. That's for sure. But, uh, I mean, good, we'll, we'll let up for the fans to decide. But anyway, we're going to jump right into it here. Uh, we got some, some big... Uh, well, I don't know if big's the right word, because I think we all kind of seen it coming, and... He wasn't really doing anything, but we'll call it big news just because it's a. I think mid-season. it was it was shocking just because of when it happened. Like, I, if, I it, if this would have happened on Monday or Sunday night or even Tuesday, it would have made more sense. But yeah, waking up on Thursday morning and seeing this alert in my phone, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was it was just random. But anyway, if you haven't figured out by now, George and I are talking about Urban Meyer getting fired after 13 games with the Jags. I I want to look that up, but that might be a record. Um. I definitely I should have looked that up before, but I just now thought about that. But yeah, thirteen games with the Jags, fourteen weeks total plus the offseason and whatever. Um, in that amount of time, uh, Urban Meyer has compiled some nice stats here. We'll go ahead and read them off for you. Uh, so he is zero and one in Tebow's second coming attempts. Uh, tried to bring him in as a tight end, did not work out. I, did he make it to the regular season? No, he got cut after week one in the preseason. Week- Okay, yeah, I was going to say, I knew, I, I thought, I, I was pretty sure it was before regular season. I didn't remember how many made. Yeah. But anyway, um, he did amass one booty finger pop. Uh, that is an unofficial record, by the way. Um, there might be some more in there that we don't know about. Uh, we only have one that is that is listed as official. But he, he's the only one to get wife. caught doing it. Yeah, in, in, yeah. In, a, in a club yeah. uh, while cheating on his wife. Oh, yeah, whatever. Um, he has one kick to his kicker's leg, uh, and also telling him, uh, "Make your, I'll keep this play effing kicks." Um, which, if you have a kicker and you're mad about him not making his kicks, somehow kicking him in the leg doesn't quite make sense to me. I don't know how you feel about that, George. I mean, but to just... be fair, uh, I want to do that to Cody Parkey. Um, yeah, but I mean, so I see where it's coming from. Still, yeah. not as a coach, it's not acceptable. Yeah, there's a difference between wanting to do it and doing it. Like, yeah. definitely. These people would mute their phones. <sighs> anyway, uh, he had a two and eleven record in his thirteen games with the Jags, which uh, last time I checked was not considered good. Um, and a hey, they're not com- in last place. That that is fair. That is fair. Uh, and they actually they there were some games that they didn't look too terrible. But anyway, um, and last they beat the but- freaking Bills. I know. Yeah. Well, the Bills have been inconsistent this year. But regardless, it was still impressive. I was impressed by the wins for sure. Um. But probably the, not probably, uh, with the NFL record for lowest team chemistry in a franchise at zero, the coaches were fighting each other, players weren't happy with them. It's amazing that they even won two games. Um, definitely a, a good move down in Jacksonville. Um, I'm interested to, like, I wish I knew what he said to them before he got hired to get hired. Just to turn around and like have what has to be the worst coaching stint in the NFL of all time. It's it's kind of unbelievable. Yeah, I I really didn't understand 
what the thought process was behind uh, bringing him. Like, I understand he had all the success in college, but he also had so much just BS follow him everywhere he went in college. I think Utah, and I, I might even be wrong with this, Utah was the only job he ever had where, you know, he left that job and he didn't have a bunch of controversy following him. Um, but he goes to Florida. He has that historical 2008 team. Uh, with Tim Tebow leading it, but you had Aaron Hernandez and all these other players who basically at, at one point or another ended up in jail or, uh, and then he goes, I want to say it was like eight, eight of them ended up in, uh, yeah, I believe like, so with felonies, yeah. not even just in jail, like with felonies. Yeah. Um, and then he goes to Ohio state and he has a bunch of trouble there, you know, with his assistants. Uh, the one was, uh, basically, I believe he was convicted of domestic violence. But Urban helped cover it up so that way the media didn't find out about it and he could keep coaching. Um, so yeah, just like I don't I don't know what was going through the Jags front office. Um, and there was a one video I saw today. Uh, Everybody just making fun of him. Uh, and um, the guy was like, "Yeah, you know, it's a lot harder to coach when everybody pays their players." And I just started laughing because <laughs> goddamn that is true. And like just watching him try oh, to amass man. like this Florida. An Ohio State super team and the pros with just washed up players. It was hysterical. Um, you know, he had James Robinson in his backfield who he just completely like wasted because he fumbled one time. Um, so yeah, you better believe this morning I went out and I picked up James Robinson for my fantasy team. because um, whoever the interim is better <laughs> Not a just bad idea. better just hand the damn ball off to him all day. Honestly. But hand I, the ball off, get a run game going with one of the better running backs in the league. Let your young quarterback have a little time. Like, yeah, this team really isn't as terrible as their two and eleven record um, would make it seem. Their defense is is all right, uh, maybe even good. Um, the offense has struggled at times, but when you don't have your best running back in the game and your rookie quarterback has no time to do anything, it's bound to happen. Um, and speaking of the rookie quarterback, I I think. All joking aside here, we, we've joked around a little bit with this, but all joking aside, you have the number one overall draft pick, and you have completely ruined and wasted maybe not only just his first year, but possibly his entire career. You know, the the first year in the NFL is very important. Now, he can come back. Um, you know, he's he's got a lot of talent. I, I don't think that, that his career is over, but, you know, just looking into the future at the, at the possibility that this could have ruined him. Um, you know, it's, it's sad. And I, yeah, they, I don't know. They, they, they took a I page out of the bears playbook with that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, so I did want to share this real quick. Uh, Urban's daughter posted on her Instagram today. I just need to read this off because it, it gave me the laugh I needed today to, to get through it. Um, so starts it off. The enemy, a.k.a. the world, really doesn't want to see good people win. And right there is where I lost it. And I just... Yeah. I, uh, anyway, she continues. And you can argue whether my dad is a quote-unquote good person or not based on what you see in the media. Super reliable source of info, as we know. Anyone who truly knows us knows how incredible he is as a person. And the world hates any platform we have. So he's going, so he's going to create chaos to destroy it. Little does he know... He's making it stronger. It's not over. Keep watching. Uh, and then she just shared a bunch of pictures and stuff from him coaching and hugging players saying, oh, what a bully. Um, and uh, 
quick quote from his uh when they beat the Jets in uh, London, and then uh, the last picture was uh this bully always says family is everything, always forced us on stage to be in pics with him because he couldn't enjoy the moment without us. Um, yeah, like I said, this is honest to God one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Wow. Uh, don't get me wrong. I and I, I I do feel bad for his family for what they ha- they have to go through right now, but. Maybe you laid it on a little thick with a BS trying to, you know, defend your dad. And I understand. Yeah, like, like at, at at what point did you watch that bingo, that video of him, like, finger-popping that random lady's ass and be like, that's my dad. He's a great guy. Family first. Like, that's not even your mommy's finger-popping. Like, I don't even, I don't, I, I, maybe she's destined for the same path he is, like, he's on. I, I don't know. I don't know. By all means, I'm I'm all for like everybody's got toxicity in their family, and you know it, it's very hard to to see that toxicity and to admit it, and a lot of people like to be defensive about it. You know that that's somebody that they love. Like she loves her dad, so obviously she I 100 percent understand but... defending your father. It just but you you, you, can't... you you need to understand where the where the limits are with everything yeah. that's come out. And I understand you're okay. Listen, I know he's done a lot of bad things, but. The way I would have said that is, listen, I understand he's done a lot of things into the, the public's eye and to everybody, you know, watching this unfold. He might not be a good person, but to me, he is still my father. He's still a good person. You know, he raised me. He has always taught me, you know, family first. Um, and, you know, I will always love him. Something like that. Not just yeah. like going off. Um, and I understand, you know, the media is, is saying terrible things about him. And, you know, as a, as a child, I understand that's very difficult. Just like I said, uh, I mean, it, I would even wait a little while too. Just be like, okay, at the very least, let it die down a little bit. Like, yeah, G- give it a day. Me or, personally, I don't yeah. think it's gonna die down for a while. But yeah, give it a day or two, and collect some proper thoughts, and then then make a statement. Don't just you know two hours later post something on Instagram like that. Yeah, and and I have a like. Don't get me wrong, I have a lot of respect for for putting herself out there and and whatnot, but. If you're gonna make a statement like that, you got to make an educated statement, not right. an emotional statement. And again, I I understand her point. I I appreciate what she tried to do, but like it, all she did was really just brought herself into it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyway, we won't spend too much time on that. Uh, up next, we have. It seems I I don't know I don't know if you feel the same way about this that I do, but to me it seems like. Every team in the NFL right now is missing half of their team from COVID. Yeah, and it no, just it does. jumped up over the week. Like after the games ended this weekend, mm-hmm. everybody was popping up. Um, like I, I know Washington, for example. Like I'm pretty sure we added like 16 people, um, in the span of like Sunday to Wednesday. Um, I know there's a lot of other teams dealing with it. I want to say I, I, I saw a, I believe I saw this stat somewhere and I might be wrong. Um, up until this week in the season, I think they said there had been like seventy, like total cases reported or whatever positive tests, and then this week alone, there's already been like seventy some. Jeez, um, yeah, that so would it's, not surprise me. At yeah, all. it's a little concerning because, I mean, we not that we have just started to ignore what's going on in the world, but sports was like started to become more and more of an escape for us and now with everything going on and you know, i'm just worried that you know they're going to start to take attendance away things like that uh 
So it, it's definitely worrying to see. Uh, obviously, I hope everybody you know feels better soon, uh, gets well, and yeah, I just it, it, yeah, it's and, scary. And, and there becomes a hand, point but... like where, and, and I don't know, maybe I'm the only person that thinks like this, but like say we go into Sunday and a, like a lot of teams are facing each other and they have half their starters out. Like to me, like that ruins the integrity of the game. Like I'm all for next man up and injuries happen and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But like, if you have half the, the starting league out on a weekend, like it just, it's not going to be as entertaining. It's not going to be as fun. It's not going to be as, as real as what it's supposed to be. Um, and that's not necessarily a huge deal. Like, obviously I want everybody to be healthy. I want everybody to be safe. Um, and I'm not complaining at all if these players aren't playing like like by all means, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's the regulations and whatnot. But but it is it is concerning um, as far as uh, again, it would probably just be a one week thing, but it could end up making for it either a boring week of NFL football or a very entertaining week of NFL football. One I, of I, th- I think it always makes for a very entertaining because just you, at like the NFL on its own this season has been, you know, unpredictable. But now you're throwing in like second and third string players. I just think it's gonna oh, yeah. get even more uh, in- insane at this point. So well, I hope so. If if not, everybody's good to go this weekend. But yeah. anyway, um, uh, yeah. big, big. Oh, sorry. Did no, you have no, else no, no go ahead. Oh, What's right, your thought? Right. No, no, no. I'm I'm done with my thought. I, I was gonna go on to the next one if you were done. I I, I was gonna go on to the next one. Oh well, th- by a kicker off, George. <laughs> it's a big one. This, this is the biggest news we have. Great day yesterday. It was. Uh, so, yeah, we had National Signing Day yesterday. Um, really, it kicked off on Tuesday night. Uh, I mean, we were sitting here recording, and I'm scrolling through Twitter, and it seemed like every other post was, you know, so-and-so committed. Um, now, this is the early signing, early signing day. Excuse me. Um, the, the final signing day will come in February. That's when, you know, the, the last of your um, – Commits need to, to have their agreement signed with you, so on. Um, they they started the early national signing day, I believe it was like five years ago now. Um, Sounds about right, somewhere around there. Yeah. So, but it, it did come out to be a big day yesterday. Uh, so the top 10 teams, um, this is from 24-7 Sports, as of uh, yesterday, um, Texas A&M is number one, Bama is number two, Georgia is number three, Ohio State is four, Texas is five, Penn State is six, Notre Dame is seven, UNC is eight, Michigan is nine, and Oklahoma is ten. Um, really, going into the day, it looked like Georgia was going to be the number one team, but for some reason, I I believe they had like four or five decommits like Tuesday night, or not decommits, but said you know Georgia isn't really our favorite right now, um, and. They they wanted to take some more time to decide on it, and then Wednesday comes around. Um, Florida and Texas A and M got two big pickups from that, uh, and that that really helped push Texas A and M to the number one overall spot. Um, Penn State, I don't I don't think they lost anybody. I I think whoever signed with Penn State on Wednesday was pretty much projected to go there. Um, they do a very good job of of keeping their recruits in house. Yeah, and it depends. Like they're their rankings, and I think we had talked about this previously on the podcast, have been like up and down. It depends mm-hmm. on where certain places have certain players ranked and whatnot. Um, either way, good, yeah, good, good year. For um, recruiting. Oregon, uh, when when Chris Ball left, they had a couple recruits decommit, which definitely stung. I mean, so did 
Notre Dame was the only school that really kept their recruiting class intact, and that, I mean, that was all credit to, I, I believe, the players that were you know already there. They're like, listen, they, they basically laid it out. Like, we want Marcus Williams, and the recruits even went in line with that, too. They're like, listen, you know, Marcus has dealt with us the most during recruiting. Like, we love him as a coach. If you hire him, we're not going to decommit. Uh, they hired him, and, and you know they kept to the word. They didn't lose any recruits. They kept a, a top ten recruiting class. Um, but the the news of the day is um, Florida State, and just the utter, uh, for lack of a better word, the utter shit show um, they had on Wednesday. Uh, so Travis Hunter, the number one, the consensus number one overall recruit for this class, uh, he is a cornerback. Verbal commit to Florida State for the longest time. Um, really, nobody thought there was there was any other, you know, this way he would go. I, I believe Georgia was his number two school. Um, signing day comes. Everybody's ready for him to sign the Florida State. Uh, he gets up on the stage, and he has a couple hats on the table. And th- this has always been my favorite part of signing day is watching how the kids do their announcement. Um, what he did was, I would say, probably more traditional, but it's, it's still one of my favorites where they have all the hats there. He picks it up. He puts it on. He's like, yeah, this doesn't fit right. He like, throws it out to the crowd, puts another one on, throws that one out to the crowd. Finally, he puts a Florida State hat on, and he goes, you know what? Yeah, this doesn't fit anymore either, and takes it off and throws it, and the whole crowd just loses their mind. They're like, <laughs> what is he going to do? And he opens up his jacket, and he has a, you know, a Jackson State belief shirt on. And somebody in the crowd throws him a Jackson State hat. He puts it on, and like I, I got the, I was at work. I got the ESPN like newsflash, and I just went, "Holy shit!" Like, oh yeah, and in the video, like it sounded like the game-winning buzzer beater just oh, got yeah. hit in fucking March Madness too. Everybody went wild, like, and we were talking about it a little bit before. Um, Primetime knows what he's doing down there. Um, you know, he's he's slowly slowly building a great team. Um, I think there's big things for that team in as a whole um coming within the next couple years um but i I can't really speculate on that too much but i just pure excitement um and that's great to see uh you know i it's it's nice to see to see a top player be like you know what this is a program like that's true belief like that that shirt that he had on that wasn't just a Mm t-shirt um you know if he didn't actually believe in this program like he would have taken his talents to literally any of those other top 10 teams or a handful of other teams, but he believes in prime time. And obviously, um, you know, that feeling is mutual, um, but great to see. Yeah, and uh, of course, everybody comes out afterwards saying, oh, you know, Jackson State offered him a huge NIL deal and all this other stuff. And he went there for the money, not necessarily you know, for the playing. Um, Deion Sanders comes out today. Uh, he made a statement. He said, "We ain't got no money. That's the biggest lie I've ever heard. That means we, <laughs> that means we kicked your butt. We took what's ours, and now you got to make up excuses as to why." Um, I mean that that's his response to yeah. that is great, and I, I will say definitely that NIL deals influence college now more than ever, um, especially since it's open market. Basically, you know, before it was all backdoor dealings. It was like, okay, listen, we'll give you a hundred thousand out of this table if you come here, whatever. Now it's wide open. It's hey, um, we'll we'll get you this deal so and so if if you come here, um, but listen, I I 
I understand the, the thought behind it, but at the end of the day, it's Jackson State. And I mean, no disrespect yeah. to them at all. No. Um, they're they are a great program, but... <laughs> um, the, the argument just doesn't make sense because, like, granted, Jackson State has been balling since Primetime's been there. Like I said, they're, they're trending upwards, um, looking good. But just say, for example, if they had offered him, say, $100,000 NIL deal. Like, yeah, in college, especially when players, quote-unquote, didn't get paid in college. Um, you know, yeah, that sounds enticing, but you're telling me you're going to give up the possibility of millions and millions of dollars in the NFL if you had gone to Texas A&M, Bama, Georgia, whatever, to go to Jackson State for 100000 Like, Like, no, that... that like like primetime said, that's excuses. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just that's just pulling shit out of your ass. That's all that is. Um, they believe. They honestly believe. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see you know where that program can go from here. Yeah. I mean, even Jimbo Fisher, the the Texas A&M coach, came out and said, you know, NIL deals were happening before. It's just legal now. And <laughs> you know, it it doesn't matter who you are. Like you all have the same right to do whatever now. And so. You, and you can't tell me that Florida State can come up with more money than Jackson State. That that's what I was I was trying to get like like I said. Yeah, there's absolutely no too. disrespect for Jackson State. Uh, like you said, Coach Prime has done a great job of that program, and they deserve everything they get. But in in the college football landscape today, um, you you honestly can't tell me with the boosters and everything else that Florida State couldn't muster up more money to sign him over than Jackson State did. Yeah, and at the they, end of the day, it's he he fell in love with Coach Prime and that program there, um, and just decided, you know what? I think this is what's best for me. You know, I want to go to an HBCU school, uh, and, and you know, get back to my people, my community. And I, at the end of the day, I think that's what it was more about than just uh, I just want to go somewhere to play football that's going to give me more money. Yeah. Um. It's but the, the all- best part of everything is I was telling you about this before we hopped on here too. Um. There was a, a guy, I, I can't think of it, he was on TikTok. Um, the news broke. He goes over to Twitter and creates a fake profile. Uh, just took a generic picture off of Google of a Florida State fan, like distressed. Made that his profile picture and joins Florida State's uh, Spaces on Twitter. They have this feature now where you can have, it's called Spaces. You go there and a select few people can talk. Everybody else just listens, whatever. Um, it's like a press conference, but on Twitter. And this guy requests to speak. They grant it. He starts speaking, and he just goes off. He goes, "Why the hell did we hire Deion Sanders in the first place?" And it just—he had a fake Southern accent, which is more believable than Brian Kelly, and it was just so hysterical <laughs> to listen to and watch. And he just keeps ranting and ranting, and finally, it gets to the end where he starts like cursing more and more, and that they just cut him off. And it was absolutely hysterical. <laughs> um, so, Florida State fans are just down bad right now. Um. Yeah, and as if the, I, as if the season wasn't bad enough. Yeah, and I don't feel bad for them at all. Um, I, I I feel bad for one Florida State fan only because he's a real close friend of mine. But other than that, yeah, me too. I, uh, Zach, if you're listening, shout out to you. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, but I, I got it. I I have enough to hold over him for the rest of my life. When Oregon beat them in the Rose Bowl, and Jameis Winston got sacked by Manti Teo's girlfriend uh, at the end of the <laughs> game and fumbled. Um, yes, sir. So I have enough to hold over him for the rest of his life, but just watching that that uh, program's down spiral the last few years has uh, brought a smile to my face, to say the least. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, crazy day, crazy, 
crazy couple of days. Um, obviously, like you stated pre- previously, um, more signings to come down the road. Um, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that when that time comes again. But moving on to our next section of the day, we have some college basketball to talk about. Uh, our first game we got going on, George, this is your game. We got number nine, Villanova, at Creighton. Tell me who you got, bud. I mean, you guys know who I got. Yeah, uh, I take, know who you got. I, I got to take my boys, but um, that I'm really hoping that the last, especially the last game against Baylor, was more of a wake-up call. Um, you know, I, I've said it before. The, the, the team that's playing right now is not going to win a national championship. Now, granted, it's December. You have until, you know, March to get this figured out. But it's it starts now. You know, you have a very grueling conference schedule starting this week. Um, it's not going to be an easy road. So I'm, I'm really hoping that game against Baylor was a big wake-up call for them. And Creighton is definitely one of the tougher teams in the Big East. So now is when you need to get your game locked in and figure out what your team identity is and just run behind that team identity. And that's what's going to push you through the rest of the regular season and into the conference tournament time and then into March. Because um, the team that I, I watched play on Sunday uh, at this point doesn't even belong in the NCAA tournament till March. But And I understand Baylor's the number one team in the country. They're the defending national champions, rightly so. Um, but they, they have a lot of work to do. And I, I'm, I'm picking them. I expect them to, to start getting it together here as the season goes on. Um, so... But just for their sake and my 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 sanity, I'm really hoping that they can uh, get their identity figured out and, and and start start working towards that. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, they're they're a talented team. You got a great coach. Um, you know, like you said, that their identity needs to be found. Um, you find that identity, and that gives you a starting point. Um, like like NFL, like a run game in the NFL. If you're a run-heavy team and you build off of that with play action and whatnot, you need to establish that run first. If you're a three-point shooting team in, in basketball, you know, you start hitting them threes and everything else starts starts to come. Whatever it is, whatever your identity is, like like you said, you gotta follow behind that and the rest of your game will will start to will start to mold and and shift and whatnot. And, you know, that's how these great teams get put together. They find out what they do well, what they do best, they start, they lead with that, and everything else falls into place. Um, but with that being said, I also picked uh, Villanova. Definitely a possible upset if they're not caref- careful. Um, Creighton's always one of those teams that makes it into the, you know, into March, and you know, might go a little bit. They're they're always they're always talented. They're always good, well coached school. Um, so. Definitely going to be an entertaining game to watch for sure, and I hope uh, Villanova can pull it off. But I think the biggest thing is that it's a road game. Yeah, and definitely. With how tough Crane plays, they always have a great home environment too. Um, so it's it's definitely a trap game for Nova, especially coming off a tough loss. So yeah, so interesting to see what happens there. Um, our next game coming up, a top twenty-five matchup. We have number twenty-five Texas Tech at number five Gonzaga. Who you got, George? If this game was at Texas Tech, I would take Texas Tech. Uh, just because of how sloppy Gonzaga's been playing this year. Um, but with it being a home game for Gonzaga, I, I think I'm going to take them. I think 
uh, they're, they're just going to feed off the crowd and impose their will on Texas Tech. And uh, I, I think they get it done. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I have Gonzaga taking this one too. Um, and I actually, I felt pretty similarly um, to you when I was when I was making my decision. They they haven't really impressed me, um, plain and simple, for, for the hype that they had. Like Obviously, they're a great basketball team, but for the hype that they've had in the preseason, they have not impressed me at all. And I, I agree, if this was at Texas Tech, um, you have a number 25 Texas Tech team, um, and we all know Texas Tech loves to take down the big dogs, um, whether basketball, football, whatever it is. Um, so I, I think this is going to be a great game in the first half, maybe even about three quarters of the way through the game. Um, yeah, I think Gonzaga pulls away at the end a little bit, um, nothing crazy, but like I said, I have the Zags taking this one. Our next game, which is my game is unranked UNC at number four UCLA. Tell me who you got for this one. So I'm going to take UCLA again, just because it's a home game. Um, they have had their ups and downs so far this season. They haven't really been a consistent team. You know, they were, they were down by, I believe almost 20 to Villanova before they made their comeback. Um, they got trounced pretty, pretty bad by Gonzaga. They, they just haven't been a, a consistent team at all this year. Uh, UNC is starting to surge. Uh, you know, they took a, a couple weeks there to get everything figured out. I think they, they have it on the right track now. Um, but I just think UCLA at home is going to be too much for them, and I think they get it done. Yeah, understandable. Um, obviously, I have UNC taking this one as my team. I got to. Um, but I actually, I, I feel kind of confident about this. Now, if this was at UNC, I'd be 100% definite. I, I think UNC is going to get this, like you said. Um, you know, they've been catching momentum. Um, they've been looking better and better as the season goes on, as UNC typically does. Um, that seems to be an ACC thing. They like, they look, all the teams look good and then they, they build and, and kind of reach their final form. And a lot of teams do that, but it, it seems in the ACC to be like, that's almost the, the staple, um, of that division. But anyway, um, UNC sitting at eight and two right now, and their two losses are to, now currently ranked 18 Tennessee. I don't know what these the rankings were when they played these teams, but currently ranked 18 Tennessee and um, number three Purdue. That's their only two losses. So and they're both at I, the same tournament. Yeah, exactly. So like you know, obviously two losses that close can hurt you. Um, I think this is a UNC team that as the season goes on will find themselves back in the top 25 and and working their way up, and and they're going to be a great team come March. Um, but that should be an interesting one to watch. Uh, I definitely will at least be attempting to watch it. Um, and last but not least, in the college basketball world today, well, not today, I believe this game is Saturday or Sunday, but we have 21 Kentucky, I almost said Kent State because I used an abbreviation, at 15 Ohio State. And I, Who I, you got winning this? I saw them on a page, I was like, damn, Kent State's ranked 21st? <laughs> um, I, I glanced and went to read it and i was like no there's no way that's kent state <laughs> yeah. um no I, i'm taking ohio state uh at home uh kentucky is not that they struggled but they did not look great last week against uh notre dame uh and ohio state has just played better and better basketball as the seasons started here um they have they had that wing it against uh wisconsin last week uh, where they just imposed their game style on them, and I think they do the same thing here. I, I see them. I see it being a close game. 
uh, but I, I see Ohio State just, just pulling this out. Yeah, um, this was this was a very tough one for me. Um, Ohio State's been playing some good basketball. Kentucky hasn't been playing their best basketball. Um, but I actually, I'm taking Kentucky with this one. Um, I think it's going to be a, a good close game. Uh, my reasoning, both teams have been inconsistent this year, um, but different kinds of inconsistent. Like Kentucky was a team that, you know, everybody was looking at at the beginning of the season um, as, a, as a threat uh, to go all the way. Um, where OSU, I don't believe they were ranked at the beginning of the season, if I remember. Oh, no, they were yeah. They were l- ranked lower. That's what it was. Um, from what I've seen, Ohio State has been a team that's – their inconsistency has been they've been playing to their level or playing above. Kentucky's instances and inconsistency has been playing at their level or playing below. Um, obviously, that's something that needs to get figured out if Kentucky wants to get back into the conversation, um, which I think – this game, you know, some sometimes when you go to a game against a good team in a hostile environment, you can get absolutely pooped on. And sometimes it's what's needed to bring the best out of your team. Um, you know, so I'm hoping uh, for Kentucky's sake that that this is the game where where they get everything together. They, you know, against against a good team, um, you know, because that's sometimes, especially in basketball, uh, people that haven't played basketball might not necessarily understand this, but sometimes facing a bad team in basketball is actually worse for your overall like success as a team. Like even if you win, like I remember in high school, you know, we'd play some teams and sometimes you get a little lackadaisical about it, especially if you're winning. Um, sometimes you need a good team, um, especially to go on the road and play a good team to really figure your team out. Um, a lot of people like to say that, that the bad teams are the ones you figure your team out. But honestly, in basketball, I, I think it's the other way around. Um, and I think this is the game that Kentucky does it. And hopefully I'm right. Hopefully. but I hope you're wrong. Wow. I don't because I hate Ohio State. What's but... your – this is completely off topic. Um, <laughs> what's your go-to Taco Bell meal? Go-to Taco Bell meal? Uh, the They don't always have it. Well, I guess the Chalupa would be my go-to. But, like, to be specific, the $5 Chalupa box when they have it. It's yeah. just it's you can't go wrong with it honestly. No, I I love the so my it's the the number six meal. It's it's the chicken chalupa with a with a hard taco, hard shell taco, but oh, yeah. I I exchanged the chicken for steak. Yeah. And then I exchanged the hard shell for a soft shell taco. The the reason yeah. I ask is because I went today for lunch, mm-hmm. and normally like that I I just know my order, but I wanted to look at like what the the monthly five dollar box is because every month mm-hmm. it changes like this yeah this month it's like grilled cheese burrito most times Ooh. it's a it's a nacho fry don't it, it it's i i Not thought good. it sounded so much cooler yeah. and i tried it one time and it's so it's a regular burrito and then they put cheese on top of it and they grill it and it just burns the cheese on the top uh so it's just not good at least to me, anyway. Like I, don't, I don't like the taste of burnt cheese on top of my burritos. But <laughs> that, yeah, that, like, I, that's not how I thought that they that they would put that together. But yeah, now you say it, it definitely doesn't. No. I've also, and I think I've told you about this. I've come to the realization that I don't actually like Taco Bell that much. I just love the fire sauce, so it makes me think that I love Taco Bell more. But like, if I go there and they don't have fire sauce, and I got to put the or Diablo, I mean, not the fire, the Diablo, the hotter, the hottest one. If they don't have that, I realize I don't enjoy the Taco Bell as much. So I just love Taco. I, Bell. I guess my favorite Taco Bell meal is low key the Diablo sauce. But anyway, 
Wait, no, like the reason I so like I went there and like I like I said like I normally know what I want. I, I got up to the window, and I was like, okay, like if they don't have a good box, I'll just order this. And I think they were in, like in the middle of changing like the, the signage around down there of like what their mm-hmm. box was and all their other specials. And my brain just like quit for like five seconds. And the guy's like, hey, like can I help you? And I was like, yeah, I'll get uh. <laughs> and I just like froze. And the guy's like. All right, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I, j- I literally don't know what I want now. He goes, oh, it's fine. Like, take your time. I was like, no, like, you know, just, like, this is so frustrating. Like, I don't know what I want. Like, I don't, I should know my order. I get the same thing every time. And I'm just like staring at this menu. Like, uh, I don't, like, my brain just, that's why I order the same thing every time too. Cause I'm like, cause I know I like it. Like yeah. whether it's Taco Bell or anywhere, like I know I like it. I know I'm going to enjoy it. Like, I, I know I, what my I meal is at every food. restaurant. It's just, like I said, for, like, I just went to go look. And, like, because sometimes they have, like, a, a special chalupa every once in a while. Like, yeah. you said, the, the yeah, chalupa yeah, yeah. box, and I love getting that. And I just, like, looked at the menu, and I was just, like, my brain just went, no, I don't know what I want. And I was just, like, oh, crap. Yeah. And it, was, it it sucked, too, because, like, the guy was, like, trying to, he's, like, yeah, he's, like, hey, he's, like, hey, hey, can I help you? Like, you know, what do you, like, what can I get you today? Like, he was being, like, super upbeat and positive. And I was, like, yeah, this is <laughs> awesome. And my brain just, like, I don't know. Like, if I go to Chick-fil-A, I know I get a four-count strip and a 12-count nugget meal, and that's what I eat. Once in a while, I get the sandwich. Like, I go to McDonald's. I I get the two-cheeseburger meal. Mm. I go to Freddy's, uh, which is another fast food chain we have here in the South. Uh, I get the bacon uh, steak burger. I go to Bojangles. I get the chicken sandwich. I go to Zaxby's. I get the wings and things. You get eight wings and four chicken strips. There you go. And yeah, like I know what I want at every restaurant. And I just like literally just like blank. It was like a solid 30 seconds too. Like it wasn't like a quick <laughs> amount of time. Like I seriously just went, uh, for 30 seconds. And the dude's like, bro, you can, I'm like, dude, no, I, I know what I want. I just, I can't form it in my brain right now. <laughs> it's Sorry, a I know that was super off topic, but I just had to, I had to hey, get that out right. there. It's all right, man. The people care about the food, too. You know, I, I don't know. Some of them might not agree with Taco Bell. Taco Bell might not agree with them, but, you know, it's... it's Hannah hate. Well, she never really ate Taco Bell before. Like, I think she told me she had, like, once before we, like, started dating and stuff. And we go there, and she... They order... They have, like, a weird, like, pro... I don't even know if they have it anymore. They redid their menu. It's, like, a weird, like, protein, like, salad kind of thing. Mm. And she would always get that, and she's like, yeah, this isn't good. I'm like, I would not order a salad from Taco Bell. Like yeah, I, that's the last place. Like, like, I, like it's one thing to order from a fast food place in general, but like Taco Bell is, is like no. Yeah, and, and I could, I, I'm sure I could probably understand her thought process because you, you'd like to think of like Spanish food and like like Spanish people can't mess nothing up, but like Taco like, Bell isn't Spanish food. Like yeah, it might be tacos and chalupas and burritos and what whatever else they got there, but like that's white people shit. Yeah. Like yeah, but anyway, regardless. And, like, I, I know it's not the best, like you said, it's not even, like, technically, like, Hispanic food, but, and it's really hard because, like, it's just cheap. That's why I like it. Yeah, it's it's cheap and fast, just like and every it, other fast like, food restaurant. There's a couple like, other, like, you know, you got, like, Chipotle and Moe's and, you know, like, El Paso, places like that that are, like, Mexican restaurants, but my favorite is the one on the lake uh, in Virginia. It's called Los Amigos. It is the best damn like mexican food i've ever had in my life we're gonna have to give it a shot yeah. but anyway the yeah. people might like taco bell and spanish food but they also like hearing about sports so how about we move on to the nfl 
I mean, I guess. All right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I could talk about food all day. But... We'll just start we, a new we podcast. Start a, yeah, we can yeah. start a second podcast where we just talk about food. That's fine with me. But anyway, <laughs> uh, first game of the week for the NFL here. We have tonight's game, Kansas City at the Los Angeles Chargers. Tell me, George, who's winning? <sighs> I don't know. I agree. I, I, I uh, wholeheartedly agree. I had to. Uh, this was the, even though this is first on the list, this is the last game that I filled in. Yeah. I just I didn't know. <laughs> Kansas City is playing better, but they're still not playing great. And the Chargers are just so inconsistent. Like it's really, <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna take the Chargers. Screw it. And it's not even because they're at home, because their home field advantage is negated because nobody buys their tickets except for the away team fans. Um, but yeah, screw it. I'm I'm taking I'm taking the Chargers. You're taking the Chargers. I right, well, I I disagree with you on this one. Um, barely, barely disagree with you on this one. One, I just I can't take the Chargers anymore. Every time I do it, they lose. So Fair. I can't do it. Um, secondly, uh, both teams have looked good recently, or at least looked like they've been playing better than what they have. Um, they both have still had some inconsistency issues, but I think that Kansas City, um, at the very least. Kansas City's offense has looked back to par. And and I think that when we think about the Chiefs and their success that they've had over the recent years, their defense hasn't, I don't think, ever really been top-notch um, in these last couple of years. But it, they've always relied on their offense, and I think their offense is getting back to what they want it to be and how they want it to look. Um, and while the Chargers have a, a, a solid defense, I don't think that they keep up with Kansas City. Um, and and in scoring, I don't think they keep up with Kansas City either. Um, the Chargers have been like low twenties to maybe high twenties in most of their games this this year. And now, while Kansas City struggled a lot, Kansas City is getting back to scoring the thirty five, forty two, whatever points. Um, so that that was what made me pick it. But like I said, it was it was a tough decision for sure. I I think this could be an entertaining game. Um, that being said, second game of the week. Uh, we have, uh, I personally think this could be the game of the week. Um, we have New England at Indianapolis. Who you got? Uh, I got New England, and I I disagree with it being a game of the week. Um, I, I think New England's just going to basically mop the floor with Indianapolis. Um, Indy is, is fighting for their playoff chances right now, uh, but New England has just become... They they've gotten back to their old ways and they're just, you know, a, a constant wheel of motion right now, and I don't see anybody getting in between them to stop that, uh, between now and the playoffs at least, um, you know maybe the Bills when they play again here in a couple weeks, but, uh, not Indianapolis. So yeah, I got New England. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I, I do have New England winning this one. Um, now it is at Indianapolis, so I wanted to give the Colts a little bit of credit, and quite honestly, uh, these are two similar teams um maybe even very similar teams um they like to rely on a good defense now in my opinion new england's defense is a level maybe even two levels above indianapolis but indianapolis's defense is is solid at the very least um and they're two very efficient offenses they like to run the ball they like to get their run game going um use play action get the ball out of their qb's hands fast um, limit turnovers um but the reason that I have New England is 
I'm, I'm going to throw a couple stats at you here. And you know I'm not a big fan of stats, but I'm going to throw some stats at you here. So, New England has won their last seven in a row. Now, while that sounds good enough as it is, they have outscored their opponents in that seven-game stretch 225 to 73 with an average that's um, a lot that that is a lot that's an average margin of victory of all, just under 22 points sitting at 21.7 points um now obviously like there was a 35 to nothing shutout of somebody the jets maybe yeah i think it was the jets um and then before yeah, that they, i think they gave it nine to, i don't remember yeah they might uh they only let cleveland score like seven so like there were some games. The Bills game was fourteen to ten, but but still, last seven games you have a margin of victory of almost twenty two points for for a Bill Belichick team that's normally very efficient, um, isn't necessarily one of the highest scoring offenses in the league. Like that's that's crazy, and that defense is. Uh, come the end of the season, it might not look like it on the stat sheets, but I honestly think by the end of the season, that defense in New England is going to be the best defense in the NFL. Yeah, like the biggest reason I'm saying it's it's the Patriots and the Patriots by a mile in this game is simply because you have Carson Wentz at quarterback for the for this uh Colts. Like that is like I feel like the defenses balance each other out pretty well, but the New England offense is just far superior like unless Jonathan Taylor can just become, you know, what he did against the Bills and just put up four touchdowns basically by himself. You know, it's most likely going to come down to the, the shoulders of Carson Wentz, and he's going to need to make plays. And I just don't trust him to do that. And that's that's yeah, why and, I have the Patriots winning. And, and I don't know, necessarily yeah. – yeah, go ahead, go ahead. This will probably end up being a closer game. You know, like I'm just saying that it's, it's the Patriots and it's not going to be close. It'll probably end up being a close game. But like I said, it's just it's going to be too much on Carson Wentz's shoulders. And yeah. I think he's and I don't, I don't think that it's necessarily like all on, all on Carson. He's had a quietly efficient and good season this year. Um, not necessarily with the yardage. His yardage tends to be on the lower end, um, at least compared to most teams. But he, he's been efficient. I don't know offhand his touchdown to interception ratio, but I, I know um, we had talked about it in a previous podcast um, about how efficient he was playing. But I just, I don't think that he has the talent around him to be able to say, all right, look, they know Jonathan Taylor is our stud. They're going to try to stop him. We need to put the game on your shoulders. I just, Mm -hmm. one, he's a talented quarterback. Don't get me wrong. And he's very smart with the football, um, you know, but he does have his limitations. And then you take into consideration the limitations of his wide receiver groups um, and the talent around him. Like, it just it doesn't make for a good opportunity to put the the game on his shoulders by any means. So I, I'm I'm definitely right there with you on that. And I I just realized this game is Saturday night. Yeah, there's yeah. two games on Saturday. And like I know I know they always do this when when college football wraps up the regular season, and you know they're, they're just trying to fill in more time slots. I just forgot that was happening. I just like looked down because yeah. I'm looking at my fantasy team right now because I've on one team I have jo- uh, Jonathan Taylor, but on my other team I have the Patriots defense. So I was like looking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, it's a Saturday. Like, what the hell? Yeah. It took me a minute. I was like, oh, shit, I, f- I forgot they, they do that. I was like, Saturday? I thought maybe it was like when I first seen it, because um, I didn't see the time. I just seen Saturday. I thought maybe it was like a, a Europe game. And I was like, well, I don't know if they'd send these two teams to Europe. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Europe games are done for the year. So I was like, whatever. And then I seen the time, and I was like, oh, I know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, 
moving on to my team's game this week, we have the Washington football team at the Philadelphia Eagles. Tell me, George, who you got? Listen, I've, I've picked your guys the last two weeks in a row, and I think I've cursed them. Uh, and I'm sorry, but I'm picking them again. Um, no, <laughs> for me, it depends who plays quarterback. Um, Fair. That, that's if, yeah. if Gardner <laughs> Minshew plays, I, I, I'm rooting for Gardner Minshew so badly and it has nothing to do with, you know, this being Washington or Philly. I just want Gardner Minshew to succeed. Um, so if he plays, I, I want it to be known that I want the Eagles. Unfortunately, the Eagles had to win it for him. Um, but if he doesn't play in Jalen Hurts plays, then I, I, I'm taking Washington. Yeah, and quite honestly, for me, it's it's both sides. Because right now we have Taylor Heineke, who's questionable. Um, Kyle Allen just got placed on the, the COVID list, and I don't think he's vaccinated. So I believe that took him out um, for the game on Sunday. Um, but at that point, the only other – because I don't, I don't know what's happening with Fitz. Uh, I haven't heard shit about Fitz in pretty much since he got injured. Um, so I don't know. Maybe we just said screw it and told him to go watch our games from home or whatever. I don't know. But anyway. Our third string quarterback is currently on our practice squad. I want to say it's Kyle Shermer, I believe. Um, I know it's Shermer. I, his first name's Kyle. I'm almost positive about it. This is on the IR, wrong. by the way. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I figured he was on the IR, but I like he was supposed to be. Uh, he went he, uh, actually he somewhere around here. Ending surgery. Oh, well, see, I never seen that, which yeah. is kind of weird because I get all the notifications, but. Anyway, thank you. Wait, hold on. Apparently. So I'm sorry. Time out. Go ahead. <laughs> so I'm I, I was on the fantasy app already. So I just looked up Washington QBs. <laughs> Alex Smith is still in your roster for some reason. Uh, I wonder if it's. I think it's because so, we still have to pay him. So maybe yeah, I guess he's not so on like the roster. Uh, yeah, under fantasy, like I I clicked on Washington, and went down there. So Kyle Allen's out. Fitzpatrick's on IR. I already have Hanky on my team, so he's not on here. But then it says Alex Smith. And then I clicked on it. It says free agent. It's status questionable. Questionable. <laughs> Still dealing with a leg injury. But I'm sorry. I just I just, had, I just saw that. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Um, but yeah. So so not only does it depend on what quarterback we play, um, because I, I I don't know anything about Shermer. Um, I don't know if he even has an experience. Uh, I don't know. Well, but H- anyway, Hanky, as of right now, Hinky's listed as healthy. So oh it well, then like he's uh, he. Play. He might have practiced today then. Um, as of as of last night, he was still questionable. But yeah, because I just, uh, I just he's on my team. Um, was a full practice participant Wednesday and is on track to start Sunday's game. Oh, so he did practice on Wednesday. The thing I read yesterday said he didn't practice. But anyway, whatever. Stupid, <laughs> stupid. I gotta get. I'm still not starting maybe, him, but <laughs> maybe maybe it's just my team. Like maybe I just need to pick a better team so I can get better news. On my team. But anyway, <laughs> fucking you and me both. <laughs> not only does it. I did. I told the group chat. I don't know if I told you this, but I told the group chat when we played the Broncos that if we let them score twenty plus points, I was going to be a Bills fan. And I think we held them to like nineteen. <laughs> like, <laughs> just tease anyway. you with it, like, oh, yeah. Oh. Like, but anyway, not only does it matter what quarterback we play, um, but it it, it obviously is going to matter what quarterback Philly plays. Now, I have heard. Um, I haven't seen an official report, but a friend of mine um, who is a Philly fan told me that Minshew was taking first team reps this week, which scares me. Um, uh, just it, like you, I'm rooting for yeah. Minshew. What? Well, go I, ahead. I saw a report today that came out. They both they split the first. Him and Hurts split first team reps today. Okay. All right. So so still 
we'll see who plays. Um, obviously, I'd prefer Hertz uh, for multiple reasons. One, he's just not as good of a, of a passer as Minshew is. Two, mm-hmm. our defense um, has done better against the run this year than the pass. So obviously, if they have a running quarterback in, um, I, I feel better about that. Uh, but I'm on the same page as you. I've I've rooted for Minshew since he was on the Jags. Um, I thought that he should have got a chance. Um, he came to Philly again. I thought he should have got a chance. He's gotten some playing time, and he's looked great doing it. His first game in, he had an efficient-ass day. I think he only had, like, four or five incompletions, two for, like, 200-some yards and a touchdown or two. I, I don't remember yeah, exactly. I mean, like, but... you, you and I said it before. I, I, um, this is, like, one of our first podcasts we were talking about him. And he just never got a fair shake in Jacksonville. No. Like, he, yeah, he was a starter for, you know, almost a full season, but he didn't have any, like, first of all, they had no offensive line, and two, yeah. they had nobody for him to throw to, so he was playing on a scrub squad, and, you know, they got one win, and everybody held that against him, and I, I just feel like he gets, he was treated unfairly um, by that team and by the media just because of, you know, who was around him. Um, yeah, I agree. I definitely think, at the very least, um just because he's he's listed as as the second stringer, I personally think he's he's the best backup in the league, and he's probably better than I'd say at least a quarter of the starting quarterback. I honestly wouldn't not. hate this year if if we cut Andy Dalton and freaking signed him. Like at this point, why not? Yeah, right. And like, and quite honestly, like uh, I, I'm rooting I'm rooting for him. I hope he throws for like 350 yards, three touchdowns, and still loses if he's playing. <laughs> Like, yeah. honestly, I, I want him to succeed. I don't want Philly to succeed. Have Miles Sanders, like, fumble the game-winning drive or something like that. Yeah, something, you know, and, and he's good for it, too. Like, I love Miles Sanders. He came from Penn State, but he's good for it. Um, anyway, moving on, we have Atlanta at San Francisco. Uh, I, I think I think this is going to be a good game, but, but who you got? Atlanta always so- somehow seems to make it close. And for me, this is hard to pick because – San Francisco has been really great one week and just terrible the next. Yeah, I'm and scared it, about this. Game. And Atlanta's the same way, except well, they're either mediocre and just less mediocre. Uh, I don't know. It's. I get what you're. I'm. I'm gonna go with San Francisco. All right, all right, Attaboy. Uh, I also went with San Francisco. It will probably come back to bite me in the ass because it always does. Yeah, uh, every time I Both pick of them. Us. Yeah, the same thing is they're like the Chargers. I pick them they lose um but we have a few things going for us i personally think this is going to come down to whose defense is going to play better um the offenses themselves are pretty comparable um you got two good tight ends now obviously george kittle is is leaps above kyle pitts at least currently um i i hope that pitts can eventually grow into his role and and become the the tight end that everybody thought he would in the nfl um but two offenses that Quite honestly, they, they kind of rely on the same playmaker. Um, you know, Cordell, I was reading an article earlier. I don't remember um, what site I was reading it on, but it was talking about how Debo Samuel has kind of become the Cordero Patterson of San Fran. Um, you know, he's been great out wide. He's come into the backfield and made some plays. Um, so it's two very similar teams, in my opinion. I personally think that San Fran's defense is, is better. Um, I think they're gonna they're gonna slow Atlanta down a little more. But Atlanta has been catching some steam, has been looking better and better as the season's gone on. Matt Ryan's not ready to give up yet, so this one definitely has me worried. But we'll we'll get back to this game in a little bit when we go over the bets later. Um, 
But anyway, uh, our next game coming up, this is our Sunday night primetime game. We have New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Tell me, George, who you got? Uh, Tampa Bay by at least 21. I don't even At think least twenty one. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be close. Uh, the Saints defense is is nothing special this year, um, and they don't have a quarterback. You can't tell me that Taysom Hill is still a, a viable option there. Um, and it's at home for Tampa Bay, and they've finally started to click with their offense. And yeah, I don't I don't see them looking back this game. Yeah. Um. I I, tell you, I this game. Like I circled this game. This was a very intriguing game to me at this point in the season. Um, you know, Tampa Bay was just at home against Buffalo, and and quite honestly, in my opinion, they should have ran away with that game against Buffalo. I I don't think Buffalo should have been close, but they kind of let them hang around a little bit, um, and you know, made it a made it at least an entertaining game come the end of it. Um, you know, I don't even know how to feel about New Orleans. Um. They had that great game at the beginning of the season with Winston um, against Green Bay. Now, granted, Green Bay looked like shit that game. Um, but then they've just they've had a extreme highs and extreme lows this season. Um, and I would like to think that going to Tampa Bay, playing against... Because uh, quite honestly, Tom Brady does not have New Orleans' number. Um, and if I remember correctly, I, I believe New Orleans swept Tampa Bay last year now. I get it. Drew Brees and Taysom Hill are two totally different quarterbacks, um, you know. But but New Orleans offense didn't look bad last game. Um, I do think Tampa Bay takes this game. Um, the spread is twelve points, I believe. I I personally think they'll cover that. Obviously, you think they'll cover that. Um, but I I wouldn't feel comfortable betting. I, like I wouldn't feel comfortable taking that spread just because of how unpredictable. New Orleans has been as a team, um, and quite honestly, how how lackluster Tampa Bay has looked at times this year. But Fair enough. with that being said, with that being said, we got our Monday night primetime game. It is the Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears. Tell me, George. Bear down, bitch. Bears are going to win. Bear down, Bear bitch. down. Yeah, no, I, I, I am 100% confident in this pick. Uh, it is going to come back and bite me in the ass, but I don't care. Um, Minnesota is, is, is not nothing special, uh, and Kirk Cousins sucks in primetime. So with that being said, bear down. Bear down. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. For I think the first time this this uh, since we started this podcast, I think I'm actually genuinely picking Chicago. I might have picked them one more time before, but um, no, I didn't, because the only other game I would have picked them was the Lions, and I picked the Lions, so. Um, first time picking Chicago for me feels a little weird. Not going to lie. Um, but it feels it, weird it's... being confident in picking Chicago. <laughs> and like I said, I know it's going to bite me in the ass, but uh, no, I don't care. Whatever. Bear down. Whatever. But anyway, um, no, I, I think you have a, a good reason to feel confident. Um, Chicago is actually the underdogs in this. Um, they, uh, Minnesota is favorited, which is kind of weird to me. I, I feel like. I think Maybe it's just because everybody, yeah, everybody just ex- expects Chicago yeah, to suck. Yeah, but and I am, um, I am so sorry that everybody's gonna be forced to watch this on Monday. It's probably gonna be an <laughs> ugly game. And as a Bears fan, I am sorry to the rest of the world after just having to watch them on primetime last week. Um, so I'm, I'm sorry for that. But you, and you Minnesota too. Minnesota's been in primetime a lot this year. But 
but no, I, I, I think you're, I think you're right. Um, feeling confident in this, they, you guys looked good for the first half against Green Bay. Uh, even the whole game, really. Um, you know, looking at in hindsight, looking at what that Green Bay team is. Um, you know, I think you looked good the whole game. Obviously, looked better in the first half when you had the leads. Um, but I think that that gave you guys something to start with. Um, a little momentum. Um, to build from, even though you lost the game, like sometimes you go into a game that you're you're expected to lose, and you play great for a quarter or a half or three quarters, or maybe even the whole game and almost win it. Um, and that's something to build on. And you know, against one of the better teams in the NFL. Um, and on the flip side of that, like you said, as a as as a man who has witnessed Kirk Cousins be a good or above good i won't say great i do not think kirk cousins is a great quarterback but a good to above good quarterback and then go to prime time and completely forget how the hell to football i think like, he's only won one prime time game uh, probably the the man I, I remember him it was either last year or the year before he finally won one everybody made such a big deal about it and then i think he played one more that year and they got blown out yeah it was it was, it was i mean to me it was funny like i don't know if his bedtime is like fucking 5 p.m. Like I, I don't know what it is, but Kirk Cousins and prime time just does not go together. Um, and I think with the way y'all have been playing, you take advantage of that. Obviously, you still got to worry about Dalvin Cook, but we've seen when Kirk Cousins isn't on his game, um, and you're able to center in on Dalvin Cook a little more. Teams have been able to stop him. So I definitely, I, I think you're. I I hope that you're right here because I'm also picking Chicago. Well, I sure as hell ain't left. That's facts. But anyway, that wraps up our NFL picks for the week. Um, so as stated earlier, we're going to get into some of these games a little bit more. Um, but we have our bets to go over. George and I here are going to give you our five-leg parlay that uh, we that we think is going to hit, um, that we feel confident in. So, George, why don't you go ahead and let the people know which they should be betting on. Oh, I don't. I don't have one. Oh, you didn't. Okay. All right. Well, then I guess. No, I, I my it's it's like my confidence is so shaken in my betting anymore. No, uh, that's fair. Yeah. No, that's I just I, I I and plus until I am like in a state where I can actually put the bets in, uh, I just don't feel confident enough to to just do it nah. right now. So it's that's all fair, you, buddy. It's all you. Yeah. So I I took the the week off. Uh, last was it last week? I took the last two weeks off. I I took the last two weeks off. Okay, oh, so okay. The first... you you bet last weekend, but you didn't tell anybody. Yeah, I did. I did bet last weekend, but I didn't. I didn't feel com. I didn't want the people to waste their money. Which actually, the funny thing is, is I actually hit multiple bets this past weekend. Uh, I was telling you about it. I was down to like three dollars come the Sunday night game, and I ended up hitting two different uh parlays, small parlays that I put together for the Green Bay game. Um, and then I don't know. I bet on some dumb shit like on Monday, like NBA games or something. And I was back down to like nothing, and I had like I only had a couple bucks left. I want to say I had like five bucks, and I put a game on or put a bet on the Monday night game, and ended up getting back up, winning like twenty bucks again or something. So I was feeling pretty good, which I, so I should have told the people. I really should have told the people. I feel bad for leaving them out, but anyway, I'm not gonna leave them out this week. I got a great five legger here that that is gonna hit. It's a I got a five dollar bet pays out one hundred and seventy dollars at plus three thousand three hundred and four odds. So let's get into it. Uh, first bet here, first leg. I have New England plus two point five 
at Indianapolis. Um, it's a minus 110 odds. Uh, like I said, I, I think New England is going to win this game. Um, I think they're going to win it pretty handily. I like. I, I don't think it's going to come down to a field goal. I think they're you know at least a touchdown, at least. Um, so I felt very confident in taking the plus 2.5. Um, second leg, we have, or I have, Green Bay minus 4.5 at Baltimore. Um, sorry, Tony. Uh, Baltimore, obviously, um, Lamar Jackson's having ankle issues. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what his designation is still. Um, last I looked, he was still questionable. Uh, we had talked about it on Tuesday, the low ankle sprain versus the high ankle sprain. Um, I, whether he plays or not, um, when you have a quarterback who's built his career so far off of his legs and you injure one of those legs, he's obviously not going to be at 100%, and he's not going to – his game is going to have to change. And when it comes to a running quarterback, that's definitely harder to do um, because you rely on that. So uh, I, I think with the way Green Bay's playing, even though it is at Baltimore, um, Baltimore has been playing shaky all season. Green Bay is finally looking like the team that, you know, that, that they were expected to be. Um, so I think Green Bay runs away with this one, covers the four and a half easily. Um, my third leg, uh, and we had talked about this earlier is the Chicago money line. That's right. I felt so confident on it that I put it in the parlay. Uh, that is sitting at plus 164 odds. Uh, again, we, we already touched on why I think Chicago is going to win. So on to the next one. Um, this is probably my most questionable one of the week. Um, I took Atlanta plus 9.5 at San Francisco. Um, the only reason I'm questionable about this is because I don't know how either one of these teams are going to come out and play. Um, San Francisco could run away with this by 21 points or Atlanta could win. Um, but I, I think that the game's going to be close enough that Atlanta is going to be able to cover that, that plus nine and a half. Um, and last but not least, my lock for the week is Kansas City minus three at the Los Angeles Chargers at minus 115 odds. Um, I, like I stated earlier, Kansas City's offense has been looking like everybody wants them to look. Um, and I, I think I think this is at least a 10-point game by the time it's all said and done. I don't know if it's going to be played like a 10-point game. Um, I think it's going to be played a lot closer. Um, but I do think it's at least a 10-point game. I think Kansas City covers the spread. And if all that happens and you place the $5 bet, you're walking away $170 richer. Best of luck. I, I believe in you. You got this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but anyway, with all of that being said, it is time for our top five discussion, debate, whatever you want to call it. Sometimes it's more of a discussion. Sometimes it's more of a debate. Um, I, I'm not sure how much this one's going to line up. Normally, our top fives tend to line up pretty well, but I'm not 100% sure because this is this is a wide range that, that we could that we had to choose from. So um this we'll see we'll see but anyway our top five debate for today for all of you people at home is the top five most prestigious franchises in american sports so george why don't you go ahead uh list your top five for me i'll go ahead list mine and we'll see if we'll see how close we come on these lists to see if we can even attempt to make a, a consensus list uh just real quick uh, before we start the top five it just, just came across from espn uh, Kenneth Walker III, uh, the Michigan State running back, will 
be entering the NFL and will forego the Peach Bowl. Um, so that game just got more interesting because you already had the Pitt OC announced he's leaving Pitt, um, which was going to make their job a lot harder. But now you have, you know, probably the 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 heart and soul of Michigan State's offense leaving now too. Um, so and might real, be a wild one. Yeah, and real quick while we're talking about bowls, uh, we're going to talk about this again after. But Capital One Bowl Mania, uh, head over to our links, um, and, and fill out your your entry form and get entered for a chance to win fifty dollars. Uh, that starts Friday. Uh, the first game kicks off Friday, so you need to make sure you get those in. Um, so head over there now and, and fill it out, and you know, enter for your chance to win fifty dollars. Uh, noon tomorrow is the first kickoff. We got Middle Tennessee and Toledo, so make sure you get your your picks in uh, for your chance to win fifty dollars. Uh, sorry about that. Okay, I'm ready to uh, um, give you my top five. Uh, and I and I actually have mine in no particular order, just because for me it was hard to rank them in the top five. Um, so I just have five. Uh, so I'll, I'll give them to you. Uh, I have the Yankees, uh, the most championships out of any North American sports team. Um, one of the most legendary owners in George Steinbrenner. Uh, he owned them, you know, for years and years. Um, they had Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle. Uh, Aaron Judge, Reggie Jackson, uh, Derek Jeter, Jorge Posada, uh, Andy Pettit, um, Mariano Rivera. I can go on for hours, especially as a Yankees fan. Um, so, and and being a fan of them has nothing to do with it. It just, and you can love them or hate them. You know, you always a lot of people always say, oh, they bought all their championships, whatever. I, at the end of the day, you can't deny that they have had legendary players, legendary coaches, legendary owners. Um, and I mean, they've been around since the 1920s actually before that um 1909 i believe was maybe their first year um but nonetheless one of the most historic franchises um moving on uh i have both the celtics and the lakers from the nba uh they they both have uh, they're both tied at 17 right championships or no do the lakers have 18 now uh either way they they both either way yeah yeah um the the celtics i like well, I'll get to my list. Yeah, they're, they're both story franchises in the NBA. Like whenever you talk about the NBA, um, those are like the the most two predominant teams that are always talked about, um, and I I think definitely one of the most historically significant franchises. Uh, the both of them. Uh, now with the twenty twenty next... championship does equal seventeen. Okay, I just confirmed. Um, so yeah, they're both tied at seventeen championships. Then, uh, now my next pick is is kind of a cop out. It's not one particular franchise. Um, I've picked the original six NHL hockey teams. Um, so that is the Bruins, the Rangers, the Maple Leafs, the Canadians, uh, the Blackhawks, and the Red Wings. Uh, the reason I went with them and all six lumped together is because they are so significant to the sport of hockey. Like you have the Canadians, they have the most championships at 23. Uh, the Bruins have always been a, a successful team. Uh, the Rangers are kind of an ebb and flow team, much like the Red Wings and the Blackhawks. But still, at the end of the day, like you can't deny these six franchises have so much history behind them, uh, and that's why I I couldn't you know decipher between any one of them for me. Um, so I, I think all six are equally historically important, especially in that sport. 
Uh, and lastly, again, I'm picking one of my own teams. I'm picking the Bears. Uh, and the reason I, I'm going with the Bears is they they have one of the most historic ownerships in the McCaskey family, um, originally owned by George Hallis. And, you know, they, they've been around since the, the start of the NFL. Um, the original NFC, um, they won 11 football championships before it became a Super Bowl. And that, I understand they only have one Super Bowl. They've not always been the greatest team, I, and I understand that. But at the end of the day, like I said, my my picks, I went with just history over necessarily like the records. Um, at the end of the day, they they have the most championships out of any team. Um, if if you count the NFL championships before the Super Bowl started, uh, they have eleven. Um, and they've had all these historical players and coaches. Uh, like I said, Hallis. Uh, Red Grange, Dick Buckus, Mike Singletary, Brian Urlacher, um, Jim McMahon, Walter Payton. You know, again, I can just go on and on and on. Um, so that's why I picked the Bears. Uh, so that those are my five. Yeah, and and we discussed it before before the show here that um, the Bears were a team that I had even considered because again, it was prestigious. Um, you know, we some of these teams might not necessarily or not necessarily some of these teams, but some teams might not necessarily have the the stats, the the wins, the championships, whatever. Um, but when I think of prestigious, I think of, like, where would people want to go? Like, you don't think of Utah State as, you know, as a prestigious college school necessarily, but, you know, you think of, um, or even Bama, like to me, Bama's success has been more recent, but like you think of like the Notre Dame or the Penn States or the USC's or, you know, stuff like that. So I'm um, just to give the, the fans here an idea. Like I, I know, I know you're a young buck everything. And, you, and you don't think about the fifties, but Bama was very good in the fifties. Yeah. Well, sorry. I wasn't alive or there. I think they actually have, parents. I think if they have, I believe they have 13 national titles and I, I think that puts them ahead of Notre Dame. It might, Notre, I, I Notre thought, Dame had eleven or has eleven. Excuse me. I knew they had it. Like, but see, like, I mean, I guess I'd have to know the. Actually, field, I, the I think I'm more. wrong. Like, I knew I, they because I remember when they played in what was that 2011? I want to say uh, in the national championship game, they were tied, and then I mean, ever since then, Bama's you know, won how many? But yeah, uh, but see, yeah, anyway, and, and that's yeah. an, like I, I don't know. Maybe the fifties. Maybe the fifties is a little more like important to bama like like obviously bama is a great school um they've got a lot of national championships um but like i, I don't think of bama the 50s as... and being important to the south can, that, that could be a whole different conversation that's fair well just, I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and move on to my top five before we get too deep into this here all right so sitting at number five i had uh this was a tough one for me i wanted to include an nfl team in this um because i felt like there were teams that that deserved to be on this list um you know, like the Bears, uh, you have the the Green Bay Packers had the most, I believe, have the most wins ever in NFL history, but that didn't feel prestigious to me. Um, so I, I ended up going with, and maybe this is just because I'm a PA boy, I don't like them whatsoever, um, but I have the Pittsburgh Steelers at number five. Um, you have six titles, third all-time in wins in the NFL. I, I think it was third. Um, just when I think of when I think of history in the NFL, um, now, obviously, like you said, the, the Bears, for not necessarily being one of the most winningest um, franchises in the, in the league, do have history. Um, 
quite honestly, in my opinion, I, I think you could flip these two out. Now, Pittsburgh, I, I feel like the wave on Pittsburgh has kind of gone down recently, and people tend to forget, but their six titles, like you look at New England's six titles, they're all within, you know, a, a certain time frame. You look at Pittsburgh's six titles, I believe it, they had three, was it the 70s? Is that the right era? Right decade? Somewhere, uh, so either way, yeah. somewhere somewhere along those lines. I want to say eighties, eighties and nineties. Okay, eighties and nineties. Okay, were, yeah. So wait, I, I was, were we talking I was about the forty niners? No, the Steelers. Uh Steelers. Yeah, it was uh the sixties and seventies, and then okay, sixties and seventies. Yeah. Uh, so right. yeah. So um, you know, there was a little more spread out, and I did. You could honestly put the forty ers in here too. Um, it maybe even I I could possibly argue to myself that the forty ers deserve to be on this list more. Um, I wanted to try to take wins somewhat into account. Um, now, I believe, I think we had talked about this before the show too, that the 49ers actually have the best win percentage um, all mm-hmm. time in the NFL. Um, you know, so you you could argue it. Um, there's a couple teams here that you could, you know, NFL teams you could have put here at five. But either way, I did also, I'm not going to lie, I did also use our debate from Tuesday in this as well. Like how difficult is it? to win championships, how many championships do these teams have? Um, mm-hmm. And and basically, um, do people still want to go here? Because uh, I, like, the Yankees actually, I, I hate the Yankees, so um, I'll get to them in a little bit, but, like, I almost didn't put them on this list. But anyway, uh, my number four, uh, my number four and my number three are the same as your four and three, I believe, in the same exact order. Um, I have the Los Angeles Lakers at four, Boston Celtics at three, um honestly at this point i i think that the lakers to most people would probably be more prestigious but i I put the celtics above them because they had uh the stretch i believe i want to say it was like seven straight titles um and like 11 out of 13 at one point um, during their during their reign, uh, back in the Bill Russell days, I don't know if those numbers are one hundred percent accurate, but either way, uh, just a ridiculous stretch of that time, and that stretch was really what put me or what put the Celtics above the Lakers for me. Um, but I think nowadays, I think especially it, it, with- yeah, if you look at it in like the terms that you said, like uh, who who's more likely to draw in star players, I think at this point it's the Lakers, and you know, mainly because of LeBron James. So, like, if that's the criteria you're going on, then I would, yeah, I would put the Lakers ahead. Yeah, like, I, I think for young people nowadays, the Lakers would be the the more prestigious. But if you think about, like, one generation older, mm-hmm. um, you know, Boston was really the place to be. Um, really, Kobe Bryant, in my opinion, changed the way the Lakers were seen. Now, the Lakers had history. The Lakers were a prestigious organization. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think to most people... Kobe Bryant is what put the Lakers above the Celtics, like you said, because people want to go there. Um, I just put the Celtics above because, um, you know, before Kobe, even though the Lakers were just behind the Celtics, like, yeah, you had Magic Johnson and everything, but you didn't think about the Lakers the same way you thought about the Celtics until Kobe came along. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, it you know, it it's all personal opinion uh, to each your own. But anyway, I have... At my number two, um, sort of along the same lines as what George said, but I have the Montreal Canadiens, uh, you know, part of that that first six in the NHL, 23 titles. Um, you know, it's it, it, to me, 
uh, even though I don't know a whole lot about hockey, like uh, it's just those initial six, like George said, um, I only put the Canadians because of their titles, but really George was on point with, with those first six teams. Cause even though some of those teams haven't been the winningest teams um, in the NHL, people still want to go there. That, that history, um, the, the, tradition i guess you could say that surrounds mm-hmm. those teams is what makes them so prestigious um and last but not least i have the new york yankees um it hurts to say because i hate the yankees uh it they remind me of like the the preppy rich kids in school that think they're better than everybody else um but you also can't argue that 27 titles literally makes you better than everybody else um <laughs> And and on, uh, titles aside, it, it's the Yankees. New York is such a big market, um, so people want to go there for that. Uh, they have the history to go along with it. Um, they have some controversy, too, but every team does. Um, but when you think about baseball, if you ask anybody, like especially at a younger age, that doesn't watch baseball, like name a baseball team, nine times out of ten, they're going to say New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's the way that, that when you have a big market like New York and you have a successful team, it's just, it's a recipe for success, um, and prestige and the Yankees have had both. So with that being said, I don't, I mean, four and three are interchangeable four, three, and two, your number one was the bears. So that's gonna throw a wrinkle into everything. Well, I, I just listed like I I didn't necessarily okay. have them in like one through five order. Yeah, I guess I forget about that sometimes that yeah. it's not necessarily like a like. So a I would I would thing. I would say if anything, put the Bears at five, especially with how lackluster they've been lately. Um, yeah, and we can I, we can agree on that because I did I did debate the Bears, the Bears, but I didn't mean to say it the first time, but I had to repeat it the second time because I said it. But or anyway, or so. I yeah I don't know. Did we put the Bears or we just put like who was your pick? Steelers, yeah. Which I mean, they, they were around for a while too. But like, I can agree with you. I, I have no problem putting the Bears at five. Yeah. Um. By any uh, means. So so four was in the Lakers. Four was Lakers. Three was the Celtics. Two. Um. I had the Canadians. You had the initial six. Yeah. We, no. Yeah. We 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 can put the Canadians because I would say out of the six, I would say the the Canadians are probably the more cultural relevant. Um. Throughout throughout the span of hockey, not just, I mean, I know they haven't been great since they won the last cup, and I want to say the nineties. Um, actually, no, I don't think they've won even. But I, regardless, you know, they've and, been. And it's hard. It, I'm not gonna lie. Like it, it's hard for us to sit here because the game, all of the games have changed. The free agency, um, you know, a, playing time means everything to especially kids nowadays. But, um the whole landscape has changed. And a lot of these, you know, like we were just talking about the Celtics, like the Celtics were the team to be, they were the team to go to. And then, like I said, Kobe changed it at the Lakers. So like it, I think prestige is slowly becoming less and less important mm-hmm. um, to young athletes going to the pros. Uh, so, you know, this is one of those things that prestige might not even be talked about in a few years, just because of the way, the landscape is changing and how teams who haven't really gotten a lot of spotlight in the past are, are starting to 
right. are starting to come up and get recognized. So. Like, I mean, in the NBA, if you look at it now, like, yeah, I mean, a lot of people want to go play with LeBron or Kawhi or whatever, but people also want to go play with Giannis in Milwaukee and, mm-hmm. you know, all, all these other and Dallas with Luka, things like that, except Dallas doesn't want to pay anybody, so. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, so it's, it's very, like, it's very hard to say which teams are prestigious in this day and age. Yeah. But, I mean, if, if you look at the grand scheme of things from the beginning of sports leagues to now, that that's more so what this list is based on. Not just, yeah. okay, in the last six months, who would you say the most prestigious team is? Because, you know, that that's always going to change, but I feel like the grand scheme of things from, like I said, the beginning of, of a league to now, it's, it's you, there's always going to be the same one, two, maybe even three teams. So definitely. And number one, I had the Yankees. Did you have the Yankees on your list? Yeah, the Yankees are on my list. So yeah, we okay. speak of it. So, so all right. Yeah. Are you ready? I am. Are you going through? Them? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll do the numbers for you. Okay. All right, cool. All right. Number five. Number five. We have. I do this every time. I don't edit it when we when we come up with a consensus. But number five, I have or we have the Chicago Bears. <laughs> I do it every time. I literally went to say Pittsburgh Steelers, and I was like, no, we changed it. Like, I do it every single time. Uh, but anyway, that's what makes a podcast fun. We're a bunch of dumbasses. So. Number four. Number four, L.A. Lakers. Uh, obviously, great team in the NBA, um, and a lot of history behind them. It was it was so great. I, like, I, I know we're getting the number, th- but it was so great in the, the mid or the late 20- 2000s when they were playing for the championships back and forth. Like it was, if it, it was so cool, because like it felt like, you know, growing up, you heard everybody talk about like in the, the eighties and the nineties when these two teams would always play, like it was, it was like how historical it was then and stuff, and get, getting to witness that in the in the late two thousands was it was cool because it felt like, our age and like group at least had you know something similar to talk about. So. Yeah, no, I agree. Number three. Number three, like we were just talking about, we have the Boston Celtics. Um, again, the the stretch they put together with Bill Russell kind of pushed them over the Lakers um, a little bit slightly. But it, you mean Larry nobody Bird? Go, yeah, uh, Larry Bird. Um, <laughs> so it was like Bill Russell. Didn't well, play for this. no, Bill. Ru- yeah, Bill Russell had eleven championships. No, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, but the, I mean that was a good stretch too. That was that was more the stretch you were talking about of like the Larry Bird versus Magic Johnson, like, right? back and forth kind of thing speaking um, of dumbass yeah there's me like, oh, yeah this? yeah exactly like i said yeah adds a little entertainment to the podcast yeah. but anyway <laughs> moving on number two <laughs> hold on before we, <laughs> i just realized like at least once an episode one of us tries to call the other one out for something like and then it just makes one. the other one sound so much stupider yeah uh, yeah yeah and it's like uh whatever anyway number two montreal canadians um again one of the the first six in the nhl um, not necessarily good recently, but oh, uh, prestigious nonetheless. I I need to get you to a hockey game sometime because like, what what I I feel like hockey is one of the easier sports to watch on TV. It's I I have it up there with like football and basketball because like there's there's constantly something happening. Yeah, but... I've definitely started getting into it more. First of all, like I never I don't know if it's what channels they put hockey on or whatnot, but like I never just happen to scroll across a yeah. hockey game on TV. Well, now it's always <laughs> like ESPN has the rights, so unless it's I, I think even TNT gets a game or does a mm. game too. So 
it's really hard because they have to do that around the basketball schedule. So yeah. now all the games, if they're not on national TV with ESPN or a or um, ABC or TNT, then they're on ESPN Plus and Hulu. Um, I wish they did something like sort of like NFL Red Zone, but with all the sports. Like if there's multiple sports they, on, so it's called. You could just watch. I don't it. know if they still have it now that or ESPN bought the rights, but it was uh, called NHL Center Ice. And I mean, it was basically like I mean, they got all the games. You could just watch it on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but so the Charlotte Checkers, they're the uh, AHL affiliate of the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're right down the road from us. So, like, I, I really wanted to start going to games. And I looked it up the other night, and they have a 50s night in January. And the oh, tickets man. are, I'm not kidding you. So it's throwback pricing $1.50 for a ticket. Doesn't matter oh, where you man. sit, doesn't matter where you sit. Like, I mean, uh, the best seats were gone. Like, the ones right up against the glass were already yeah, gone. Yeah, obviously. But I'm sitting in the fourth row. I got two tickets for $1.50. Or $1.50 oh, yeah. each. It was, like, after the fees and taxes and everything, it was, like, $8. I was like, dude, this is awesome. Um, but, yeah, like, I mean, going to AHL, AHL games is a lot more fun. Um, but I, I definitely want to take you, especially, to an NHL game. Um, yeah. Just because yeah, I've been to, like, Hershey Bears games. Yeah. Um, I forget the other what other hockey team it was. I, I haven't been but... to any other arena except for Pittsburgh, but I just love Pittsburgh's arena and, like, the environment on, on game days there. Um, so I, I definitely need you to get you to a game. The last time I tried to go to a game, I broke my freaking leg. Uh, not at the yeah, game. You did. And I came to rescue you, too. You did. Um, yeah, yeah no. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll have to make that, like, a travel vlog. I'll come out one weekend. We'll go to a game. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm currently um, on uh, BetMGM. They have a thing that you can opt into every day to win season tickets to uh, see the Pittsburgh Steelers for like 10 years. You get like 10 years yeah. worth of season tickets. So because Jay's a fan, I've just been opting in. I mean, I would have done it anyway because it's yeah. it, the possibility of free season tickets for 10 years. That, but... And then you can sell those season tickets whenever you don't want to go to the game. Like, yeah, you're, you're not going to drive out to Pittsburgh every other weekend or whatever for a game. Yeah, exactly. Turn around right. and make a couple I, hundred bucks. Yeah, but I was thinking too, I was like, well, like if we happen to have tickets to a home game and the maybe the penguins are in playing or something so i was like i don't know yeah. i don't all know right. where like exactly when season but anyway we're getting off track a lot today <laughs> we're, we're, all right last one <laughs> number one number one we have the new york yankees uh when it comes to major league baseball if you ask any bait well i wouldn't say any baseball player but any young baseball player where they want to play there's a good chance they're going to say the new york yankees uh so we have them listed as our number one most prestigious united states of america Fran- sport franchise that was and, i mean you could easily put like the red Sox or the dodgers and the cubs up there and it's nothing yeah. against them it's just at that point it, it came down to just okay who who's wins the most and and whenever you talk about baseball i mean i understand nowadays the yankees aren't the best of those teams like it, the red Sox were really good this year the dodgers were really good this year the yankees were meh but at the end of the end of the day, it comes down to, you know, if you, you took a group of 200 people and said, name five baseball teams, they would probably name all those. But the first one out of everybody's mouth would most most likely be the Yankees. Yeah, unless they happen to watch baseball and be a fan of another team. Like, right. And then they'd be like Baltimore Orioles, New York Yankees. Like, it'd be second. <laughs> like, I mean, so say I took like 200 people who said, you know, I don't watch baseball. Like, okay, yeah. could you name five baseball teams? And most of them would most likely be, yeah, I know the Yankees. And like I said, they probably also named the Dodgers and the Red Sox and, and, and the Cubs. But I think the Yankees would be the one most named or at least named first. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, so that wraps up uh, today's episode and, and this week. Um, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us uh, as always. Uh, and again, your uh, um, Capital One Bullmania entries need to be in tomorrow by noon, uh, Friday by noon, um, for your chance to win $50. Um, so get over there right now, fill it out, and get your entry in um, so you can uh, have your chance at winning 50 bucks. Yes, sir. Um, and uh, along with the, the Capital One Bowl Mania, um, please check out the, the social medias, the TikToks, the Twitters, whatever. Show some love. Give us a follow. Uh, let us know what you'd like to see. Um, we're still, I believe George keeps up pretty good with the Twitter. Um, we kind of both do the TikTok. Uh, I'm supposed to be doing it a little more, but... Um, yeah, we're still trying to get in the rhythm of everything with doing the podcast and getting content out and even just getting content created. Um, we have, we have goals lined up, uh, that we would like to achieve here in the next coming months. Um, and, and we're going to slowly be working on those. Um, so as time goes on, we have more and more, um, on our plates to deal with. Uh, so again, we're just trying to figure that out, um, get everything, you know, into a good rhythm. Um, so that we're not feeling overwhelmed or anything. Uh, you know, it is just the two of us trying to do all this stuff uh, for you guys. Um, so we do definitely appreciate everything that, that you guys do. We do have a little help um, from the outside. At, you know, uh, Hannah has done a lot. Um, Jade, my fiance, has, has been there. She hasn't always been necessarily with it because um, I do have a two-year-old at home that does not like to listen sometimes. Um, but she is still very Shout out to Slade. I know he's gonna be listening, but he's he's been our most active listener. He's always texts me, "Oh, when's the next episode coming out?" He texts me Monday night. He's like, "I'm I'm cleaning the garage. When's the next episode?" I was like, "Hey, it comes out tomorrow." It's like, "Damn it!" <laughs> Should have waited uh, one day, Slade. He, he's he's always you know, supporting us too. Uh, he's, yeah, hops into our live streams uh, when we do them. Uh, he's always listening and, and texting us and stuff. So we we appreciate that, and, and all the other listeners. Um, it's not just you know certain people, but uh, we, we we appreciate all of you. Yep, each um, and every one of you. So yeah, other than that, we are good to go for today. Uh, thank you guys again for, for listening. Uh, we will see you in the next episode, and have a great weekend. Yep, have a great weekend, everybody. Who's got internet that's never lagging? Whose groceries do their own bagging? Who's got hair worth extra bragging? With pants that aren't too sagging, they only put up with a little nagging. Who's hotter than a fire-breathing dragon? Jack Wagon.